Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Kia ora. Welcome back. We are here again for 2023. This is David Faulkner, uh, Manager of Property Brokers Property Management. We're back for another season of the Alternative Property Management Show for 2023 in the lead up to the PMC, the Property Management Conference 2023, which again is going to be held in Wellington uh, over the 23rd and the 24th of November. Tickets now available on sale. We're at the brand new Takina Conference Centre. And again, joining me uh, from uh, the podcast, Director of Property Management for Tommy's down in Wellington, Harrison Vaughan, and also Will Alexander, the CEO Woo! of Renty. And welcome, guys. Welcome back to 2023 podcast show. How are we doing? Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Dave. Thank you very much for inviting me back. I was, I must admit, I was surprised to get the call up again, but I'm happy to be here. Well, we were yeah, scraping the barrel. I was battle. surprised. Yeah, so was I. We were scraping the battle, but we thought that, you know, at some point we may be able to show that video of you dancing at the conference last year. And um, but you know, I don't know about audiences want to see that again, but who knows? Who knows? Anyway, Addison, tell us about the conference venue, please, mate, because you're down there in Wellington. Is it is it open yet? No, no, it's not open yet, Dave. But um, honestly, it looks so fantastic. The Takina Centre, they are really, really close to construction. Like all the scaffold and everything's been taken away now, um, and you can pretty much see what the place looks like. It honestly looks like the coolest place in Wellington, and I cannot wait for us to get our foot in the door and start start planning how the whole uh, couple of days is going to unfold. Because we're able to have more tickets. Did you say it was called the Tequila Centre? <laughs> it will be by the time he's he started. It might be after Monday no. night, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, okay. No, it's fitting. It's fitting. Well, the conference is on a Thursday and a Friday, Addison, so you may be doing your tequilas on a Monday night, but um yeah, anyway, it's, it's, it's a, big venue, a bigger venue. It's a much bigger venue. So we anticipate we'll get a bigger turnout. We've got a bigger budget this year um with, with speakers. So we'll have a few more overseas speakers. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. But anyway, uh, on to tonight's topic. So what we're going to do, same format as last year, but also you're able to, if you want to, great to get your feedback on some of these. We will have a, uh, a Facebook page, uh, which you'll be able to download the podcast on. It's available via SoundCloud, Apple, um, and also Spotify. Uh, so be able to, whatever you get your podcast from, you'll be able to download it, leave us a review, email your questions to us if you want to, info at thepmc.co.nz if there's any topics that you want us to talk about. And today we have decided that we're going to look at the National Party and they have announced that they will be reverting back to the old school, let's kick the tenants out if we do not like them, 90 day, no cause, without any notice. Or, or without any reason, without any valid reason. Uh, and they're going to bring that back. And, um, yeah, so, guys, I mean, Will, I'll go to you first. Is this a good move by the National Party? Well, look, I've, I've done a bit of DD today, spoken to some uh, people around the country, just get a bit of on-the-ground feedback. Um, I'm going to throw out a controversial statement. I think it should stay. Um 
We should stay. Yes. So we, so what Labour have done, keep it as what Labour have done, yeah? So um, I'll elaborate on that. I think it should stay until we know it won't be abused. And I think that goes hand in hand with the regulation and licensing regime for the industry. I think um, that's the issue, probably. That's probably why it was introduced in the first place. And I think um, until we are clear and, and got all the steps and processes in place, I think it should stay. Addison, what do you think? Well, look, um, um, I've actually got to be honest and say, look, I actually side with Will and I agree with him. I mean, when this, when the no, when the removal of no course terminations was announced, you know, a couple of years ago, um, you know, there was a whole lot of people freaking out in the industry, and I must admit, even I was freaking out, thinking, what is the flow-on effect of this going to be? But the reality is, I wouldn't say it's made our job any harder. And there's still a lot of avenues. If an owner does want to move back into a property, um, there are still a lot of avenues for them to do so through, you know, moving back in with the required notice, 63 days. Um, you can still put your house on the market with the required notice. If you want to renovate, you can still give them notice and get possession of your property. So to, to me, it you know, it doesn't really affect the, the, the average landlord. So you think... Natural- David, you are looking perplexed, aren't you? Yeah, well, 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 yeah, I was hoping to get a, a bit of because um, I thought I was the only one. I actually thought you'd both come on here saying, David, you've got this wrong. Because um, we did a survey at Property Brokers of our property managers. I was just showing Will before to see, mm. like, do you reckon, do you, do you reckon that National got this right? They've got it wrong. 88% of the people who did the survey, and as well, 30 odd people who did it, say, you know, we, National got this right. We should be able to remove tenants without a valid reason. Mm. 90 days. I actually voted against National. I think National have also, I think they've got this wrong. Wow. I think, I mean, Dave, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it falls down to things such as like tenant selection and bits and pieces like that. And, and removal of the no cause termination just puts more pressure, I guess, and more sort of uh, reliance on things like selecting a good tenant at the start. I have a feeling, Dave, that some of those people you may have interviewed may have had problematic tenants in the past and i can certainly understand if you're taking over a property with a problematic tenant or something not having the 90-day no cause termination is a real issue because it then can become really hard to move that person on the all right so if you're gonna this is national's argument now this is how i think this came about because i mean Addison, you were no you, you you didn't get a ticket um well did you remember the political panel at the real estate institute conference and oh, yes. yeah, I brooke, yes, I yeah, yeah very good yeah yeah yeah, yep. yeah. and it was, it was good it was good and brooke van velden was asked you know some around what would they do and she broke out saying well we think that we should be able to give tenants 90 days notice and she gave the reason um that what we're seeing is a a, a a whole heap of tenants missing out on properties because no one's prepared to give them a chance. And the big round of applause, she got a big bully cheer from the audience. And I reckon, because Chris Bishop was, was sat there, I reckon Chris Bishop thought, oh, hang on, we could bloody, we could grab this and run with this and, and we'll get a lot of support with it because the entire property management industry support it. Um, but I, I just think, you know, no, we've got this wrong. But do you reckon Brooke Van Velden's got a point about these marginalised tenants are missing out because of this? Will, I'll go to you first, mate. 
I, I think Brooke knew exactly who she was talking to, and she's a politician, so she's probably telling um, us what we wanted to hear. Um, but um, no, I, I, I think um, there, there is unintended side, side of consequences, I suppose. Um, and you know, talking to reputable agencies in Queenstown at the moment. Um, not having that 90-day no-clause means that a lot of people have moved to short-term holiday homes, long-term holiday um, rentals, and now going out of the market. So that's the sort of that's what's happening, I guess, as a result. But um, I, 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 I think um, I don't really know. If, I, I don't really take it with a grain of salt with what Brooke was saying. Alison, what do you think? A marginalised tenants missing out. Addison. We've lost them. We've lost Addison. We've lost Addison. Um, I, I don't. I don't think they are, David. And um, you know, there's, there's. I think a lot of emphasis now needs to come on why. And you know, we're looking at partnering with a company called Yonder. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but that gives consumers access to their credit scores and gives you an understanding of, you know, why is your credit score as it is and how, what are the simple, small things that you can do to improve your credit score to, to become viable? So there's, there's lots of stuff going on in the background that I think um, that, you know, um, it just opens up a bigger conversation. You got me, I Dave? Mean, I mean, Oh, you're back there, Addison. Can you hear me? I don't know. I had to re-plug my microphone in. Sorry, Tane. That's all right. Well, good, That's mate. All right. And, and, and so can I ask, though, we've seen a social housing waitlist go from about three, 4,000 to about 24,000 um, in a period of about five, six years. Yeah. I mean, do you reckon this policy has impacted that at all? Or do you think this is just being used as an excuse? No, I think I think definitely this this policy removing the no cause termination it's going to make. I mean, David, you'd see this in, in your role daily. You know, everyone just thinks a little bit more carefully now about their tenant. Where you know, you go back five years ago, you, you were a bit more likely sort of to throw them in and give them a chance because you had that. 90 day safety measure hey worst case they're only going to be in there for a few months what's the worst they can do now as a landlord you really do have to rely on things like previous landlord feedback in order to pick a tenant so i think it definitely makes it harder for first time tenants to get into the door and those that have had you know bad experience in the past or may have had a run in with a, a landlord down the track and are now trying to find a new house I mean, my concern with reverting back to the way it was, um, it, it's primarily around tenants fearing exercising their rights. Now, I'll mm. tell you a little story. Mm. I, I actually went along, rent, I went along to a Renters United, don't worry, I'm not a member, but I went along to a Renters United meeting Trader. at Palmerston North Library, just to, because I think it's important not to get yourself locked up in your little echo chambers. And you need to listen to all sides of the argument. And, I mean, they, they all have, it's, it's kind of, I like tenant advocates. I think we need them. But, God, they're a bit of a strange bunch sometimes. I mean, they're almost like looking at socialism and, and communism is the way ahead. And, and I'm kind of thinking, you know, guys, do you wow. actually, 
realise that, well, I seem to get the impression they think the state should house everybody. That's the impression I get with them. I actually, and they said, open forum, does anybody want to come up and talk? And I I stuck my hand up. And Did they hand out? Yeah, and I went out. 1984. Yeah, and I went out and I said, guys, you know, you've got so many rights. You need what groups like Renters United should be focusing on is education of tenants' rights. You know, you've got nothing to fear. You, you, you ask for a repair and maintenance request, and the tenant wants to, and the landlord wants to give you notice. You've got all the protection in the world under the RTA. And you know, I'm sat there talking to these guys, and I can see people looking at me like, "Who the hell are you? What are you doing here?" And then subsequently, someone comes up five minutes after I speak, slagging off property brokers. And um, you know, so I mean, you put yourself out there. But long story short, the point I'm trying to get to is that tenants may not feel comfortable exercising the rights if there's a fear that a landlord has that power to just go, look, you know what, I'm six death of these guys. I'm going to give them 90 days notice. And I think it's I think it's wrong. I think those tenants should feel that they're comfortable approaching the landlord. And if a landlord isn't responsive, they should issue a 14-day notice. And, 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 and in mentioning about this guy who came up and started criticising property brokers, I went and singled him out late afterwards and said, mate, if you're not happy, contact me or issue us a 14-day notice. It will make something happen. Never heard anything. Never mm-hmm. responded. But well, I'll tell you. I, yeah. I'll tell you how you handle that one, David. You blame it on the past general manager, first of all. <laughs> Oh, mate, I've blamed, I've blamed you. I have blamed you for so much here at Property Brokers. You know, oh, oh my ahead. gosh. Throw them yeah. under the bus. I just throw them under the um, bus. You've got to. But I, yeah, mate, that's what I'm here for. It's a while of the fittest uh, day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think I think there is a power imbalance, and it's a, it's an interesting dynamic to observe for sure. And and you know, I remember when we introduced NPS scores for uh, landlords and tenants. And it always surprised me that the score for tenants was higher than landlords. And and I think that's sort of touching upon what you were just talking about, David, was that there's a, maybe there's a fear of retribution. I'm not too sure, but they should, for a good, balanced relationship, you should be free to talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think we could be reverting back to, you know, um, or just just get rid of them, or we'll put them on a fixed term mm. tenancy. And if they're problematic, we just want them. I mean, the surely there's a better solution than just going back to what we had. You know, is there a way to still not have the no, you know, not have the no cause termination, but have some sort of backup or boundary if you are taking on a a tenant with you know odd like different sort of background, you know, or maybe they don't have good history. Is there some legal way that maybe we can put a clause in the tenancy agreement that because and if the tenant and the landlord agree from the very get go, then that way of notice could maybe be used in that agreement, but not another agreement. I don't know. You know what? That's not a silly idea. What do you reckon, Will? So, you know, there's something in the RTA which allows a landlord to put in a clause that if things don't work out, the landlord has the right to end the tenancy but the tenant has to agree or is that going to be too hard to police what do you reckon will i think you'll find it will make its way into every single agreement going forward um 
But, yeah, true. Uh, it is, it's, it's a good suggestion. But um, I, I think, honestly, um, I, I mean, coming back to regulating the industry and introducing a licensing regime, it should be self-regulating, just like it is in sales. And there should be um, a process for cases of misconduct where um, uh, no cause terminations have been abused by the agent. Um, there needs to be fines imposed and, and kind of uh, like with the triple um, CFA, the, the fines should be lumped on the agency owner. And, mm. and like in the, in the case of the triple CFA, the, the fines are lumped on, lumped on the, the banks and the directors of the banks. But um, so you, you're creating this internal regulation and this mechanism by agencies taking responsibility for the actions of their staff. And so this 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 the frame we can look to sales for the framework that's been mm. put in, put it integrated into the industry and it's got to a point now where it's quite simple and you know if you if you are found to have been abusing it you lose your license and that's it you're off to a different agency uh, industry so I honestly think it all hinges off reintroducing uh, regulation. Drop yeah. it into the REA's remit. They already know what they're doing, and get on with it. All right. Can I take, can I explain a scenario that we're going through at the moment, which relates to the topic that we're talking about? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm and, and I'm unsure how to handle this. So, one of our property managers alerted me to the fact that um, a property that they were the, the the landlord basically instructed us to give ninety days notice to the tenants to do extensive renovations. So we've done that. Then, then you know, the management has subsequently ended because they've got to go off and do these renovations, supposedly. And then it's been spotted on TradeMe. The tenant has spotted it advertised for rent on TradeMe and saying, what on earth is this? Now, I've got all the cons and I'm in two minds what to do here. Do I, what would you guys do? Would you guys go to tenancy compliance and alert them to what has happened? Or would you just sit back and go, well, and just leave it? I and would, I'd advise the tenant to maybe contact tenancy services. But now that you no longer manage it, I mean, if you get involved, you're probably just getting involved for something you don't really need to. You no longer manage it. It's back in the control of the private landlord and maybe just give advice to the tenant around what they could do. I mean, who, but we were the person who gave the notice. Does that make us like a part But when you them? got given notice, you were under that impression. And now the landlord's changed what he's doing once you guys have ended your management. What do you reckon, Will? Yeah, I would say that if you, all the communication that you've had um, is above board, that it was legitimate, then um, I would probably pick a case of picking your battles. Um, yeah. and you've done nothing wrong, but, um, and, you know, the tenant has access to all the information anyone else has access to and should pursue it um, at their discretion. I would. Yeah, I can see. I can see a case coming against us, and then there'll be a case of us saying, look, we're only acting under the owner's instructions, and mm. this is what we thought. Yeah, yeah. You guys... You guys will be fine if it's all above board, and you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but you, you don't, you don't know what's happened with the owner's circumstances. You know that um, funding could have fallen through, or who, who knows? Who knows? There could be a legitimate um, could, reason, yeah, as to why he hasn't renovated. But yep, 
exactly. So you just don't okay. know what's going on behind the scenes. All right. So, Will, uh, you you tell us that you talk to people down in Queenstown. And um, this, I didn't know this, and this came out at the Real Estate Institute conference, is that, you know, if I'm a landlord, I can give notice to a tenant so I can use it for Airbnb because I'm changing the use to commercial. Now, yep. is that fair and reasonable? Well, it's, it's a loophole, and this is what happens, mm. um, is um, people will always find a way to wriggle around. And um, and this is one of the big problems down there is there is no long-term accommodation, and therefore the flow-on effect is there's no staff. Um, businesses start falling over because of it. So, the, you know, it's just... It's this wider picture, and, and I mean, I, I don't want to name um, names in the agency they're talking to, but they know what they're doing. They're very, very good operators, and um, they just the flow and effect is heinous. It's terrible. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it's and th- and this is it. Like people, I mean, I was reading an article from Michael Burge the other day about um, community community housing providers and that. Um, to get around the interest deductibility rule, people, investors have been moving their properties um, to CHPs. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't know if you guys saw that article and stuff. It was a really good article, but I thought this was fascinating. So trivia question for the day. Do you think the number of people moving their properties to community housing providers has increased or decreased since the interest deductibility Came in. I'd say increase. Well, I would have thought it would have increased, but I've got a feeling you're going to tell us something different, Will. Well, mate, I, I landed both in the same court. Uh, I thought of the increase, but it was 72 per month prior, and it's dropped to 49 per month now. Is this because of the, the experience that people have? Well, I, I think... I have no idea, I th- but my point is people always will find a way to wriggle around the rules. Yeah. We're getting a lot of people Sorry. up in, up in the, um, what is it, like the Kapiti Horafanua area moving towards social housing for this exact reason. We've even had a number of, actually, Dave, the lady gave one of your guys a call, but they turned her business down. Um, she's converting a motel with 20 units into a, into uh, social housing. So, like, there's lots of people oh, out there looking at doing different things. Apparently, yeah, apparently I mean, they are they're tightening up a little bit and they're only accepting new builds now. Mm. I mean, it, it's it's that tax law will, will hopefully that will change come October when we have an, have an election. And um, so, yeah. Addison, I mean, what do you think about, you know, landlords being able to give notice to change it to Airbnb? Is that is that a loop? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, there's always my premise that it is the landlord's house. And at the end of the day, if they there always needs to be a provision for changing the use case because you're going to have legitimate reasons for that. So I, I don't think there's a really easy way for for getting rid of that loophole, if you know what I mean. Like there's always going to have to be a provision if someone want, needs to change a building from residential to commercial or something along those lines. So yeah. Okay. So what about, I mean, how can we make this further for landlords though? So you've got a problematic tenant who's maybe being a bit antisocial. I mean, is the law fair and reasonable? Is it robust enough? Would you change anything about the law, Harrison? Yeah, I think we need to, you know how like we've got the three strikes and you're out for arrears um, sort of thing. We need something like that for, I guess, 
it needs to be more than just antisocial behaviour. Like, I think they just need to create a list of things that a tenant can do that count as a strike, whether it is arrears, whether it is having a massive party in your house or you destroy a room or... The law states that. The law has that. It does. It already has But, it. like, arrears are treated separately from social... from antisocial behaviour. All right, so what you're saying... So is I'm is saying is treat every offence like yeah. the same at the moment the issue that you've got is certain offenses are categorized so you could have someone get heaps of arrears notices and then they have a massive party and then they do something else but because they're not all under the same category you haven't given them three notices within 90 days mm. to then kick them out yeah. so i think a bit more of a just any anything that a tenant does wrong is a strike. And if you do X number of strikes in X number of days, the tenant can move you uh sorry, the landlord can move you on. Okay. And do they have to go through the tenancy tribunal or can they just move you on? No, I still think there needs to be some sort of maybe not a tribunal, but almost like the express checkout at the supermarket. There needs to be an express option for hey, look, I've got all my notices. You know, and, and it's and it's like a mediation, but it's maybe slightly more in depth, and it takes twenty minutes over the phone. Done. All right. Well, what what do you reckon? Would you change anything about the current legislation? Because what we're talking about here, really, it's anti-social tenants, isn't it? It, it? It's you may have a tenant who's a pain, you know, you know, like exercising the rights to the extreme, but that's what you have to do. That's with. okay. Yep. It's okay. They're, they're perfectly within their rights to do that. What we're talking about primarily here is antisocial. What would you change, Will, about the law to make it easy, if anything, to make it easier to move on a antisocial tenant? I would caveat to what I'm about to say. I'm I'm not on the ground anymore, um, but uh, I run a software company, not a property management co company. But um, I would leave it as is. Um, I wouldn't really go through the rigmarole of changing anything again until we find out what's happening with the industry. I'd leave it. I think it's, I think, I mean, I'd love to see, you know, your surveys you're doing, David, is fascinating. I'd love to see how many, um, you know, survey your team, how many tenancies currently right now would you like to end if you could? That that is a very good question to ask. The, the, what an the awesome question to ask, Will. And, yeah. it, there's well, a couple. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I think I think you know sometimes um, maybe it's just you, you build these things up and and the not as bad as you seem. I mean, um, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's how I would approach it. I'd just say, is there an issue? And um, be a good question. Yep. There's yeah. probably some real cunning way to get rid of a tenant too. Like now that I've just thought about it, what's the notice period for an, an uninhabitable house? Oh, seven days. So wouldn't like, wouldn't you just need to make the house an uninhabitable, i.e., make the pipe <laughs> burst in the roof space or under the house or? What? Well, oh, that's that's. I've just minutes. gone really, you know, to the side, really thinking evil landlord, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's you. That's you. Evil if you one really one. want to think about it, there probably are provisions. Yeah. Well, I'm. Um, yeah. I'd say what I'd do. This is what I'd do. Um, I would. I've always and I've always advocated for this, but I would remove. I mean, what we want to do is have a, a fast, robust tenancy tribunal system. 
and do we have it at the moment? Now, interestingly, we've seen a 45% increase in quarter one 2023 compared to quarter two or quarter one 2022, a 45% increase in rent arrears applications by landlords. That tells me that, you know, recession and cost of living, it's biting. But what it does, it slows up the tribunal. And I would remove rent arrears only applications from the tribunal because it's, remember, tribunal is a dispute resolution. And if the tenant hasn't paid the rent, there is no disputes. It's a fact. So we should be able to do like a fast checkout, like what Addison was saying, with them. That releases a lot of time with the tribunal so you can get these cases through quicker. The other thing I do, I do like Addison's idea, the three strikes, whether it's a raise, whatever, you know, could be for anything, but I would extend it from 90 days to maybe a year from the first offence. Um, because, you know, 90-day time frame is, is, is no time frame at all. And what happens on, on day 92, someone has a massive party, what happens then? Do you have to go back to strike one? So that's the thing I would look to do and, and speed try and speed up the process of the tribunal, make it easier mm. to get rid of antisocial Because that's what we're talking about here. I don't think going back to those 90 days for whoever um, works. You know, that, that, that's my take. But a suggestion. I, I, I think separating the two is a really yeah. good idea. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe we, we need to find some topics which we're going to disagree on to make it a little bit more exciting. We can't have a topic. I thought you, I, you would all disagree with me on this one, but no, I mean... No. And I think, honestly, it makes our jobs easier because we now don't have those random emails that go, hey, I need to give notice to the tenant or... You know, and whenever there's a tenant movement, you know, the amount of work that's involved, the cost that's involved to both us, the landlord, to get it re-rented, it's, yeah. there's a lot less people moving now, if you know what I mean, and more people are staying at home and making that place their home. Yeah, yeah, and they don't want that fear. Well, that's good. Where are you heading to, Will? You're in the airport. It sounds like. Where are you? Yes, I am. I'm uh, heading up to Auckland, if I can get there. Um, I'm just watching the flight get delayed and delayed and delayed, but um, and where, yeah. And where are you now? And where are you at the moment? Napier. 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 Ah, right. So you're, yep. you're in the home patch. All right. And how's the weather? Because yep. the weather's not been too flash around uh, Auckland today. I mean, it, it's we've got the floods again. That must be uh, horrendous to deal with for the property managers again. Um, we'll have to do a podcast about my findings in Wairo or after the, the cyclone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's just cra- crazy, crazy. The weather at the moment everywhere is crazy. Um, God. I mean, but, it's even um, raining here in Wellington. It's everywhere. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, listen, that's that's it from us. Um, it's good to be back again in 2023. The PM. Been too long. Yeah, it's been too long, and we'll have we'll have uh, a podcast every week leading up to the conference. We need a suggestion box for topics or something. We need a suggestion yes, box for topics. I thought, so, um, I thought, you know, for something controversial, maybe a topic next time would be um, agencies telling property managers from other agencies. Maybe you guys could talk about that. Oh, God. Yes, Addison, you can talk <laughs> a bit about A bit that. of poaching, eh, Dave? I had to throw it's it in. It's shocking. To, to, to all the, all the listeners, uh, Harrison Vaughan poached, stole a top property manager from Property Brokers, David's business. What do you think about that? Friends or no, oh, not, not friends anymore? No. D- Dave does like to frequently ring mine and remind them the grass is greener up in Palmy. 
<laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned, it's one for zero at the moment, so I'm going to watch this zero. closely. Yeah. Uh, we just we just focus on being the best we can be, Will, and uh, we're big, we're growing. We've just put we just bought it in Bacargill, so we we we're just congratulations. We're just past seven thousand yeah. properties, and wow. um, yeah, yeah. So growing. Oh my lord. Yeah, that's it's, fantastic, and and the business you bought is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I uh, I remember going to that conference uh, for where that business was last year, and and they were the standout people. And uh, I thought, wow, what a cool group of what a cool group. So well done. Yep. And we're doing an investigate on the first of June. We have got Chris Pedersen from Chris Pedersen Mortgages. He's got to come down and present. And uh, well, and in Invercargill. And in Invercargill. We're going to get on the cheese rolls, the spates, and yeah. the bluff oysters, and then do a bit of duck shooting afterwards. Can't wait for it. It'll be great. Well, you've got a pretty yeah, chill life now, Dave, eh? just flying around, buying a few portfolios, hosting a few seminars, eating a few oysters. Just living the and, dream. And shooting ducks. And shooting people who poach property managers as well. That's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. Anyway. All right, guys. Well, you know, we'll be back same time next week. And uh, guys, getting your suggestions, you can email us at the info at the pmc.co.nz. And uh, yeah, download the podcast, give us a recommend, share this as, um, amongst your um, social media networks. Will Alexander, uh, CEO of Renty, thanks for joining us. Harrison Vaughan, you can just go and get stuff, mate. All right. And uh, <laughs> see you next time. See you later, guys. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.